If you've ever seen two hamsters on one hamster wheel, one running a lot faster than the other, you're going to really understand this episode. Eventually, you see that wheel becomes too fast, and the one just goes tumbling head over heels. It crashes. It just It's a mess, and then it gets back on, and it tries it again. Maybe you felt like that. You want to go faster. You want to even do more than you are right now. You even do go faster, but eventually... You feel like you're being overtaken by yourself and you just can't keep up and boom, 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 boom. You tumble and crash and burn. If you're an entrepreneur or a go-getter, there's a very good chance you've struggled with this issue. Today, I'm going to go over my own struggles with this and share them with you, what I had to do to solve them. I'm Desmond, and this is your Mental Mastery Monday. What? Monday. Yes, Monday. I'll explain. Let's just get things going. This podcast is about success for failures. Failures like me who grew up in a world that valued conformity over creativity. People like me who have been made to feel like failures in the corporate structured world of education and the cubicle littered world of business. This podcast is a misfits guide to discovering, pursuing, and achieving our infinite creative purpose. So welcome home. Let's change the world around us by changing the world within us. Fear of mediocrity? What the heck is that? This is what's caused me to tumble and crash off of the hamster wheel yet again, repeatedly jumping back on, trying to keep up, trying to keep up, keep going, keep going, and you can't do it, and I fall, and I crash, and I burn. This desire, even this compulsion to do more and more and more and more in an effort to achieve our notion of perfection is killing us. Okay, I'll speak just for myself. It's killing me. It's destroying me. It's not destroying me. I guess it's making me better. Let's be honest about that because each time you crash, you feel pain, and pain changes us. And that's what's happened with me. I've changed because of the pain of trying to keep up with the wheel. See, it's this perfectionism that's at the core of the fear of mediocrity. It's one of the five fears I mentioned in a one-page report I put out. You may have gotten it already. It's free. If you don't have it, you can grab it right now at my 5 fears.com. That's my, the number five, fears.com. This fear of mediocrity, this perfectionism, it is so sinister because on the surface, we see perfectionism as a good thing. We all strive for perfectionism. We feel rewarded by doing things perfectly. Other people applaud our perfectionism when it's done right. They don't often see when it doesn't work out so well, when you tumble off the wheel. But that perfectionism that they see can't be sustained. And ultimately, it leads to us doing less and less. You see, we all have this maximum capacity in just about every area of our life. We have a maximum ability. You have a maximum speed you can run. Try going out and running right now if you you can. Maybe you're out on your jog. If you're available to do it, if you can do it, run at your fastest pace, as fast as you can. And then try to run a little bit faster. You probably can. You probably find, oh, I wasn't at my fast pace. But ultimately, you will reach your limit. And if you keep going and trying to go faster, you'll eventually, your feet won't be able to keep up. You'll stumble and you'll fall. Now, I believe as humans, we have an unlimited potential. 
I know that seems to go against what I just said. Right now, I have a limit on what my body can physically do. I have an unlimited potential based on my ability to believe that I can go beyond. But I'm not one of those people who says, just believe you can do it and you can do it. Because honestly, that belief changes us is what happens. And we improve when we believe we can improve. And that's where that belief leads to unlimited potential. And yeah, I believe that as fast as you can run today, if you believe you can run faster, ultimately you will. And I believe that's how it works. I'm not I'm not one who just thinks that, oh, just go out and do it because you think you can. Now, I think you can see small incremental change, but we're not going to get into that. Now, if you're somebody who does believe that, hey, it's the human mind, the infinite potential, and I can do it now, then I want you to try this experiment. I want you to believe with every ounce of sincerity that you can hold your breath for 10 minutes. Now, if you can't believe that, believe you can do it for six minutes, five minutes, whatever, somewhere beyond most perceive the potential to be. And then take a deep breath and hold it for as long as possible. You're going to eventually come to your limit. We have a limit. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't train ourselves to hold our breath longer and longer and longer. I think the world's record is like 10 or 11 minutes. Ridiculous. And we can do that. We can achieve that. We can go beyond. And that record's probably going to be exceeded at some point because somebody believed it and did it longer. When I did research for this episode, I tried to hold my breath for as long as I could. Ended up being a little under two minutes. And at the end of it, man, I got to tell you, I finally gave in. I finally had to just breathe. But it was ridiculous. I was hacking and coughing. And it was very, very difficult for me to recover. And we'll get into more of that. But I think that's sometimes how life is for a lot of us, myself included. We can sustain this this maximum effort for a certain period of time. And it feels like holding my breath did for the first minute. A little uncomfortable, right? And we need to be uncomfortable, and I agree with that. But ultimately, if we sustain it for too long, we reach our limit, and we can't do it. And we cough, and we hack. I was coughing for at least an hour, maybe even a couple hours afterwards. My wife had come in and was talking to me. I was still coughing. I said, man, I was doing this experiment to see how long I could hold my breath. Kind of looked at me funny, but I, I did it and, and I was just, my throat hurt, my lungs hurt. I still, for a long time afterwards, it wasn't like I just let go, started breathing normal again, and I went back to just normal operation. I couldn't breathe normally for quite a while. And it really, honestly, consumed more time, a lot more time, than I spent holding my breath. So I hold my breath for two minutes. I didn't just recover for two minutes. It took a lot longer because I pushed myself beyond or right up to my limit. I guess if I was beyond my limit, I wouldn't be doing this episode now. (laughs) I pushed right up to that limit. And that's, again, how life is. And it really make that real clear for you. When we overwork ourselves, we think we're getting more done. And in fact, we are. We are getting more done. And you'll look at the results. You'll look at everything on paper. And you'll look at your to-do list. And you're like, man, I am cranking through it. And I'm getting it done. And it's like that first minute, if you will, of holding your breath. We feel like we're doing it. And we feel like it's going to work out great and I'm doing so much more. And then we hit the wall and we're forced to give in. It happens for athletes. They get a muscle strain because they pushed too hard or a muscle pull or whatever athletes get. I'm not one. Or a performer, an actor, maybe a musician. They end up in the hospital exhausted because they're rehearsing and rehearsing and rehearsing and trying to get everything right. Dancers deal with that. Maybe a super parent. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're a super mom or a super dad. A lot of times 
super parents end up on Prozac or worse, something else to cover up the pain of trying to sustain that level. Entrepreneurs, we end up burned out just short of our goal so many times, not finishing what we've started. So I decided to try another experiment. Now, remember, I held my breath about a little under two minutes, and then I was in recovery mode for about two hours. I tried another experiment to illustrate what I'm thinking about in this situation. I took a deep breath, and I started a timer. I held it for one minute only. Now, that was a stretch for me. I only went two minutes when I went to my maximum. So one minute was a stretch. I definitely was outside of my comfort zone. After the minute, I took some deep, relaxing breaths for 20 seconds, 20 seconds only. And then I breathed in again, and I held my breath for one minute, pushing myself again outside of my comfort zone, reaching beyond my grasp, stretching beyond where I thought I could go. One minute again, stopped, took some recovery breaths, relaxed my lungs a bit for 20 seconds, and then I did it again for another minute. I did this for six and a half minutes. At that point, I had held my breath for a collective five minutes. Five out of six and a half minutes, I held my breath. That's just 90 seconds of recovery time. And truth is, I could have gone on for quite some time at that pace. I maybe even could have gone on for an hour or more at that pace. Maybe. I, I'm speculating. But I think I could have gone on for quite a bit of time keeping that pace up, especially if every five or six times I would stop for a minute, kind of like your weekends, you know, stop for a minute and really recover. It would have it would have gone on for quite some time. Now, what if a student or a friend of mine or somebody saw me do that and said, man, he held his breath for five minutes. I'm going to try to do it. I want to hold my breath for five minutes. And after about two minutes, maybe three minutes, if they're really good, they're left coughing. They're left hacking on the floor. They're feeling like a failure because they saw I held my breath for five minutes. They overlooked that important downtime that I took. Maybe it's because I didn't share that downtime with them. Maybe I just bragged, man, Earlier today, I held my breath for five minutes. You wouldn't believe it. Whoa, five minutes. I'm going to try that. And I didn't say, yeah, but every minute I took a 20-second break and I recovered. And sometimes that's the way it is for us in life, especially, especially with social media. We see what we want to see in other people's lives, especially on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter. We see what we want to see. Entrepreneurs, we see other entrepreneurs and we focus on what they accomplished, but we don't see their downtime. They're not often bragging about their downtime. Sometimes they get really, really successful and then that's all they talk about and we think that's all it's about and we don't see all the work. So sometimes the balance of the pendulum can swing in the other direction. But most of the time, there's no glory in the downtime, so they don't really talk about that and all we see is the work, 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 work and we think that's what we need to do to accomplish the same things. That's what I did. Now, this is the vulnerable time. This is where I get totally transparent with you. John Lee Dumas, he's another podcast host. His show, it's a little show he's got called Entrepreneur on Fire. He does it every single day. Now, when I started my show back in the beginning of 2014, I had this fear of mediocrity. Remember I talked about my5fears.com? It's in there. I had this fear of mediocrity running my life, and I've had it my entire life. I have it today. I just have to keep it in check, and I have tools and systems that I use that keep it in check, and I learn from it, and sometimes when it gets out of check, I experience pain, and I adjust, and I learn, and I grow, and that's what you do as well. So I decided 
fear of mediocrity. I don't want to do less than the best, and that was the best. I decided to do a daily show. Things were great. I was cruising along. I was enjoying the process. I felt rewarded. I felt like I was accomplishing so much. More than those lazy bums who were doing their piddly little weekly shows, right? I I had pride. I was doing a daily show. I was doing more than everybody else. I was going to have more because I was doing more. Ha. So I started in February. I made it through March. Then I made it through April. I'm still going along, kind of like that first minute of holding my breath, right? Then in May, and I'm starting, to, I'm starting to feel it, feeling inside. It's a little bit of a struggle. I'm pushing myself to my limit, to my maximum. I'm struggling. Then in June, trying to hold it. I only got seven episodes done in June of 2014. Still trying to hold my breath beyond my capacity. July comes around. Five episodes and then, boom, crash. Oh, 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 I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I mean, that's what it was like. Literally, not literally, figuratively. I hate when people say that. Anyway, <laughs> it was, that was what it was like. I was just oh, coughing and hacking. August and September, I was figuratively laying on the floor, hacking and coughing and trying to recover from doing what I had done February, March, April, and May, and kind of a little in June and a little tiny bit in July. It wasn't pretty. I was in deep recovery mode. I didn't put out any shows in August and September. And then I got a little bit better, and I thought, I got to get back up. I got to do it again because that's the way we are. We want to achieve more. This is what go-getters do. This is what achievers do. So I tried it again in October. I did it again. (gasps) And I tried, and I got to 17 episodes that's just about three a week. And I even kind of set out to do three a week. That's not the five I originally started with. And at the end of October, (laughs) crashed and burned again, November and December. I'm on the floor figuratively again on the floor, maybe literally some days coughing and hacking and just not able to push and do it. Nothing in November and December. January came around. can't do it. I got two episodes. I kind of tried two episodes. In the middle of April, I had just come back from a conference in Vegas, New Media Expo. If you've been listening for a long time, you may remember my friend Jeff Brown was an inspiration consistently doing his podcast weekly, though. Did we not mention that? Weekly, consistently doing his show. I had a huge desire. I was going to focus just on the show, nothing else, really focus on it and get it right five days per week. And I did it. Until the end of June. And then, (laughs) oh my goodness, I just couldn't do it again. You see, I'm sure John Lee Dumas had his hurdles, trust me, I know. But he didn't have the same hurdles as me. Now, it doesn't mean that he didn't go through as much as me. He had his stretch. He had his limit. He had his one minute that was a stretch for him. It's just my one minute wasn't just one minute. Maybe my one minute, my lung capacity His lung capacity was a minute and a half, two minutes, whatever. Mine was 30 seconds. You see, I happen to know John was able to go full-time into podcasting. He lived off his savings. I'm sure that was stressful. I'm sure that brought some anxiety into his life. He didn't have a job. John doesn't have any children. John rented a condor, a condor, a condo or an apartment in San Diego, my hometown. And at some point, he had his girlfriend, Kate, helping him out. 
That's all great. That doesn't mean John didn't struggle. That doesn't mean John didn't stretch. That doesn't mean John didn't go beyond his grasp. He did. He was doing a daily show in addition to numerous other things. But you see, my lung capacity was a little bit smaller. My lung capacity wasn't able to go as long as John could go. We were both stretching. We're both pushing. We're both trying to reach our limit. But John's was a little bit longer than mine. Part of my lung capacity was taken up running a radio station, which I love. I love radio. I love communicating via radio, obviously. And that's sometimes 10, 12 hours a day. That takes up a good chunk of that lung capacity, doesn't it? I've got two grown daughters who moved back home, had some setbacks and breakups, things like that, moved back home with two granddaughters. There's some more lung capacity taken up. Oh, I have a daughter who's a sophomore in high school, more lung capacity. Oh, and I bought a new home, my own home, which happens to sit on two and a half acres of grass that needs to be mowed sometimes twice a week in the summer, right? More lung capacity gone. But I was trying to, with my tiny lung capacity that's left, I'm trying to hold it as long as John Lee Dumas. Now, I'm not saying, oh, whoa, it's me. It's so hard for me. Look at me. I'm doing more because it's harder for it. No. I'm saying he's doing it and I'm doing it and we're all doing it. We're all trying to do it. I just made that fatal mistake seeing what John did and not considering the entire picture. Listen, John didn't have it easy. I can't overstate that. He struggled. He fought to make it where he is today. I had a chance to see him this past weekend in Fort Worth, Texas. He's built a large audience. He had a little meetup at the restaurant. The line was, I went to Starbucks next to it. <laughs> wow, what are all these people? Oh, John Lee Dumas. Oh, okay, this is his audience. Okay, great. And I applaud him. He's done phenomenal things. The guy's done great. Um, but but his lung capacity was different when it came to this. When it came to this. So let's talk about Mental Mastery Mondays, right? I think you can see where this is going. I recently put out a survey. I asked you some potential changes I was thinking about considering on the show, and you gave me some great feedback. I also talked to some mentors that were at Podcast Movement. That was the event I was at in Texas this last week. Uh, It it was great. I, I talked to some great people who just gave me some wonderful advice. And I come back with a renewed commitment. No, not like before. This commitment is not to frequency, but to consistency. See, I had it halfway right when I came back in April. Be consistent. But I was trying to be consistently frequent beyond my capacity. Now I'm saying be consistent just beyond your grasp. Stretch one show per week. That's my lung capacity right now. Honestly, one show per week is a stretch because I've got other things, not not even the things I just mentioned a moment ago, I've got other things I plan on working on. I've got a couple of courses, training programs I want to teach. One, all about how to maximize your audience on Twitter. It's phenomenal. My Twitter audience has grown huge. And the other one is the course on self-discipline, the fears that control us. And learning from my mistakes, learning from all the things I've learned that have gotten me to the point where I'm aware of all this and I can make these changes. See, it's not that you are perfect when you when you know a lot of good stuff. It's not that you're perfect. When you know a lot of good stuff, you're able to correct when you stumble. That's the difference. See, a good baseball player doesn't strike out, but he knows how to get up and swing again. A good football player still is going to get tackled. A good quarterback still 
sorry, I'm talking American football for my friends in other countries. Well, I know we kind of think it's all about us. In American football, a quarterback might get an interception or might get sacked. But the good ones get up and do it again. And that's what I'm doing again. Getting up, doing it again. Learn. Let's go. Let's move forward. This is going to free me up to do those courses. In fact, everything that I teach in there is what I'm applying to myself in this situation. And as you see me go forward, you could sit and wait or learn from it as as well. If you want to know more about that course, because that's what I'm applying to the situation. That's why it's still going forward. That's why Mental Mastery Moment doesn't just end. And I sit there and I cry into my hands just sobbing about the failure again. That's why Mental Mastery Moment becomes Mental Mastery Mondays because of what I learned and what I teach in this program. And that's the way it'll be for you. If you want to know more about it, first step, grab that five fears report at my5fears.com, my5fears.com. It's just a great report, and that's where I keep people updated on what's happening with the course, and I give some other insight into the fears. All right, I'm going to talk about that. This show is about you and I being on a journey together. If you want to see the cleaned-up version without all my stumbles, you're going to have to watch from a much greater distance because with this show, I'm putting myself out so you and I can learn and grow and get better together. It's not pretty sometimes. I admit that, but neither is your life. And all we're trying to do is get back up and move forward again. You're learning from my stumbles, and you're going to be better off for it. I've learned from years of my stumbles. I've learned from years of other people's stumbles. I hope you understand the changes I'm making as I shift to Mental Mastery Mondays. I'm still going to be me, obviously, as you can hear. I'm still going to cover the same topics. I'm still going to encourage you to live your best life possible. I'm still going to tell you it's time to get up and go again. I'm just going to do it once per week. I'm going to be more active on social media, especially Twitter, as I mentioned. I love what's happening with Twitter. That's a major focus for me right now. It's the absolute best way to reach the influencers. So many people just starting out in business, they overlook Twitter because Aunt Betty's not using Twitter, so Twitter must not be relevant, right? But Twitter's the number one place to influence influencers, and that's how you grow a huge platform, a huge brand. You influence the influencers. So follow me on Twitter, at P. Desmond Adams. It's real easy. I'm going to launch a couple of these courses. Yes, I'm going to relax in the hammock. I'm going to read some of my favorite books. I'm going to play with my grandkids. I'm going to watch a movie with my wife. I'm going to play some dominoes, maybe some darts with the kids. I'm going to bring more into the lives of those who are in my life, including you. I'm even going to do some interviews on this show Now, I know some of you asked for that. A lot of you asked for that when I did the survey. I'm going to have time now to set those up and to do them properly. I never felt I could really do them right because I want want them to be great. I don't want to just ask the same questions that you hear them asked on every other show. I want to do something great with it. I want to put out a great product. I'm going to still try to keep this. I'm looking at the timer. This is going to be laughable as I say it, okay? I'm going to try to keep this at about 20 minutes. But there's times like today when I'll need to go a little bit longer. But trust me, I'm a radio person at heart, okay? It's not that people don't want a 40-minute show. It's that they don't want a 20-minute show with 20 minutes of blabbering about nothing. They want the 20 minutes or the 40 minutes of good quality content, what they came for. And that's what I'm aiming to give you with every show. I hope it's going to be less than 20 minutes each time. 
but it might be 40. It's not going to be 40 this time. Okay? I'll keep it short. I'll maybe even break some topics into two segments if I have to. If you need some shows to fill your Tuesday, Thursday, your Wednesday, your Friday, let me recommend some that are similar to mine. And these are friends of mine. These are people who I really look up to and I admire. Of course, my good friend Jeff Brown, the Read to Lead podcast. He interviews authors. He does a phenomenal job. I got to introduce him at Podcast Movement. He taught people how to do great interviews. He is fantastic, consummate professional. He interviews authors of books on business and leadership. The 5 a.m. Miracle with Jeff Sanders, one of my favorite podcasts. These are all in my podcast app, by the way. I'm not just recommending them. I listen to them. The 5 a.m. Miracle with Jeff Sanders will help you have your best days ever. And he, he just does such a great job of covering so many different areas. A lot like my show. And I know some of you are listening because he's mentioned my show. Uh, but I've recommended his before. It's a great show. The School of Greatness with Lewis Howes. I really love his show. It took me a little bit to get into it. But I will tell you what. I love the guests he has on. And I love the the interview process that he goes into. It's not the standard interview questions that you hear these guests doing on other shows. Now, if you're an entrepreneur or you want to look at internet business and you want to you kind of look at that. I recommend Internet Business Mastery with, with Jeremy Franzen and Jason Van Orden. I got to spend some time with Jason in Texas, uh, just really connecting. And I'm so grateful for that because I've really admired what he's done for years and years. One of the first to do a podcast on the Internet business world. Another one, Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. Uh, he received a big award this last week. Just a great show again, Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. If you want to start a podcast the Podcast Answer Man with Cliff Ravenscraft. It's one of the ones I listened to for about six months, a year before I even got started. You don't need to go that long. Great advice from Cliff this past weekend. We talked about the show. He loves the show, and I'm grateful for that. Um, and and we talked about some changes I was thinking about doing, and he gave me some insight. So I'm very grateful for for that, some direction that he gave me. And so hats off to you, Cliff, the Podcast Answer Man. All right. That should fill up the rest of your week since you're not going to have mental mastery moment every single day. So see, I'm already, things are already better. You're starting to experience other shows. I hope you'll take time to review what you're doing. You thought I was going to say review the show, huh? I'm not yet. I hope you take the time to review what you've been doing and find out if you're stretching. Are you stretching? Maybe you're not. Maybe you're not getting out there and really stretching yourself. And then the other issue is maybe you're stretching too far. Maybe you're taking – if you're finding – here's how you know. If you find that you're you're working really, really hard in bursts, you're going hard, you're going strong, and then you're, you're just crumbling. That's what I was doing. And maybe that's what you're doing. Then you need to move back a little bit. It's like putting that – this is another analogy. It's like putting that treadmill too high, okay? <laughs> that's probably better than the hamster wheel, a little more relatable. You're putting that, that treadmill way too fast and you're trying to keep up, keep up, but you fall and then you get off and you get on the treadmill and you start speeding it up again and you go and you go and you go and you, go and you, go and you fall. And if that's what you're seeing in your life, then you're trying to go beyond your limit. Stay in the zone between those two places, between your limit and just beyond your comfort zone. Thank you. I really love you for supporting this show even when it gets messy and vulnerable like it did today. If you appreciate that, would you review the show in iTunes? It helps other people find it. Uh, you just go to pdesmondadams.com slash iTunes. That's the best way. It'll take you right to the iTunes page. 
hopefully opens it up on your computer and you can do a rating and review five stars really appreciated hopefully i don't get any less than that now because of this change but it's going to be a better show all right every episode i've ended with this statement and i still stand by it because it's about stretching outside of what's comfortable but not killing yourself doing it stretching and recovering stretching and recovering so a deep topic a lot of vulnerability putting together wonderful show notes for this and hopefully maybe even a graphic for this episode, putting out an email to all of you who subscribe. That's a stretch. And now I don't do another show for seven days. That's recovery. Go grab those show notes at pdesmondadams.com slash 155. I'll put a link to all the shows, the other shows I mentioned in there. Goodbye for one week. I'll be here by email. If you want to connect, I would love it. Reach out. I want to hear from you. That's another opportunity this affords me, more personal interaction with you. So please take advantage of it. Send me an email, desmond at pdesmondadams.com. And I say it again, and I stand by it. May your reach always extend just beyond your grasp.